Christiana Floyd, retired DC Divas running back and also executive business partner to Concierge on Call. What inspired you to play football? Um, actually, four, two former Diva players uh, came out and um, during a flag football game, they were like, hey, do you want to come try out for our team? Uh, it's October 8th. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't have anything going on during that time frame, so <laughs> I guess I can. Um, and I went out there, got a football put in my hands and went through the tryouts and went to everyone. And the rest was history from there. Uh, just knowing that there were a bunch of women that were pretty much badass going out for football is what kept me going. What are some of the life lessons you've learned from playing football and being a part of a team? Sisterhood. And it's a different type of going to war. If you want to, if you want to frame it that way, like you have to all buy in to the same goal, the same mindset. Uh, if you want to be a championship team, everybody has to check in to be a championship team. Um, it's like the same thing with families. Like if you want your family to be stable and to grow <clears throat> and to develop, you want you know, the husband, the kids, everybody's got to be like, all right, we're on board with this. We're going to move, even if we have to move 5,000 times within a year. Um, so it taught me that it taught me resilience um, because you can go up against the same team over and over and over again. And maybe one game you lose to that team, or you might be losing to that team regularly. And then just one game, you happen to beat them. Um, so it gives you the perspective and I had the pleasure of being on the team, um, for the championship season in 2016. So I know what that feels like. And it's a hunger that you can't get rid of. Um, and then I know what it's like to lose and not be on a high all the time and try to bring your teammates up. Um, and that's the same thing with life. Um, it's taught me. I know how to be tenacious. Like I'm not going to quit. Like it's just, it's just a sense of fire and tenacity that you just get. Um, and you charge forward no matter who that next opponent is. Um, they don't deserve to be on the field with you. And it's the same thing in life and the same thing in business. Like it doesn't matter who comes against me as a challenge is I'm in this arena as well. And I've made it this far as so it's just as much as you have. Um, so it doesn't matter who comes after me or who comes up against me. It's about supporting that going after it. And then also supporting those people that are doing the exact same things that you're doing. You touched on a little bit, but how do sports help your <clears throat> own confidence levels? Oh, I mean, come on. When you tell somebody that you play full contact football with <laughs> helmet and shoulder pads and, like I, I use the, I use the term you can, you know, within three to four seconds, you can hit anybody as hard as you possibly can or want to and not go to jail for it all the time. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a confidence booster. Um, knowing that not everybody can do what I can do. Not every, I would, I would love for every woman to, to give it a chance, like to try it just to see what they have, see what, what kind of grit they have for themselves and, and go out for it. But I know while I'm walking down the streets of DC, like my superpower is that 
I can go from like kind of like Lois uh, Cook says for uh, cleats and stilettos. Like I can wear stilettos <laughs> during the day. I can wear heels during the day and then put some cleats on. It's a superpower. So you kind of walk with your shoulders a little bit more square, your chest a little bit more puffed up. And you're just like, yeah. And you, I don't know. I, I don't know about other people, but I also, um, it makes me more uh, aware of my surroundings. Like I, when I'm walking through, you know, you know, Metro platforms in, in DC yeah. and you're like zigzagging between people. I'm my brain goes into football mode and like, okay, I just, I just district think more strategic walking through places. I know it's kind of crazy, but it happens. Um, so yeah, there's that as well. And then this year you started uh, coaching. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So originally I was going to be coaching for Thomas Jefferson High School with the running backs there. Um, and then I got the opportunity to coach with um, Aaron Raffle as he's became the head coach of George Mason University's football team. Um, and he brought me along to coach the running backs there because they did not have a running backs coach. And uh, I was it was a no brainer for me. I'm like, hey, wherever you go, I go. Um, he's a phenomenal coach himself. Uh, but it I knew what then this was uh, the spring of 2023. Um, so while I was actively in getting ready for my season and preparing for a wedding, I was also adding coaching on. Um, <clears throat> so what I thought about was I know what the end of this football season is for me and that I would not be playing anymore. And I wanted to do something that not only could be fulfilling for, for me as a person and as a former football player, but what can I do with all of these skill sets, all of this stuff that I know about this position and what I know about football that I could help cultivate men or women. Um, so the second that he asked, it was a no brainer and I just jumped on the opportunity. So what is it like coaching in college? Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. I really, really like it. Um, the guys, once they, I never had that feeling. And I don't know if it was just because of how Coach Raffle presented me to everyone or how much of my background he gave them. Um, but I never once felt like I was a girl or a woman in a room. I felt like I was a coach in a room. There was no, you know, not listening to what I had to say or not taking what I had into consideration or not following instructions. I didn't have any of the oppositions that unfortunately some people have in some places. Um, I had the most incredible experience with um, the guys on the team. Uh, there, <clears throat> there was an occasion where I had to go to a gala the night before a game and I usually don't wear makeup on my face and it, it, I just, I'm too lazy to take it off. <laughs> um, so I don't put it on, but this particular, the night before this particular game, I had to go to a gala and it called for me to wear pink and glitter on my face <laughs> in an attempt to get the glitter and the makeup off. The glitter was kind of spreading. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get whatever I can get off. And then get on the field. So I pulled my hat down really, really low. And the guys were like, coach, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm totally fine, guys. They're like, Dude, are you wearing glitter? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing glitter. So th there's a lot of the, um, I take it as like having my brothers or having um, my friends that, <clears throat> that I, that I talk to all the time. Um, 
there's the candors, there's the fun, um, and there's also the respect uh, that was unwavering the whole time I was there. Um, some of the guys reach out to me now and they're like, hey, coach, just want, you know, are you coming back? Just want to get you some advice or um, is there anything that I could improve on? So I, I, I talk to some of the guys. I keep up with them on uh, social media and uh, they're 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 great. They're great. And I kind of sort of morphed into a mom role. I mean, I know I'm a mom, but some of them looked at me like a mom. So I'm like, hey, how'd you do on your exams? Um, Make sure you get your classwork, get some rest, study, all that. Well, that's funny you say that because college, you know, is a tough time, not only playing sports, but Mm -hmm. classes and, you know, mental health and everything. What is it like not only coaching them, but being a support system for them? It's very rewarding. Honestly, it's very rewarding. Um, There were a couple of guys that did go through some tough things during the season. And one thing I told them, if you show up for me, I'll show up for you. So when they went through something, they would say, hey, coach, I'm not going to make it to practice. I've got this going on. I've got too much on my plate or whatever the case may be. There was I didn't have to pull it out of them. It was freely given because I set the tone when I got there to let them know, yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I've played football before, but I'm also a mom and I'm also a person. So if you need something and you feel some type of way, good, bad or ugly, tell me about it and I can help fix it because I, my, um, my biggest pet peeve about some, some forms of coaching is not understanding that, yes, there is a goal in mind. Yeah. It is to win. There's also a desire to make sure that there is perfection, but there are some days that maybe I'm not a hundred percent today. I, but I'm going to give you as much as I can because I've got something that's weighing on me and I, and I'm not able to focus on that today. Some people thrive by pushing them harder and that way they can feel like they've accomplished something. They've done something great, but other people might need to just, you know, peel back a little bit. Um, And I, and with it, that's within reason. I give them that flexibility, but it feels great to have them, come back and say, thanks coach. Thank you so much. I just needed that break. I'll be, I'll be back tomorrow. Given, you know, given a, given a hundred percent really focused on it. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. Definitely. In being a mom, what have you learned from your own kids? What have I learned from my own kids? Oh, um, to be honest with you, I've, I've learned a lot of perspective from my kids. Um, and it's crazy them being raised, technically raised on a football field um, and me going, me having a 16 year old that is looking into what he's going to do next with his life, whether it's college or the Coast Guard, because he wants to be a marine biologist and, you know, not really sure if he wants to do college um, and coaching in a college environment and seeing what the mindset is of that age gap between 18 and 24 um, for those that are, you know, they're longer. Um, My it's helped me think about my boys and then listen to them more. Like I was, I'm always a, Hey guys, what's going on? Um, Give me five, five big wins, one small win. I'm always trying to pull information out of them, but coaching those guys also gave me an ability 
to figure out different ways to approach them and not be so, um, I don't know, pushy about getting the information. Um, my boys have also taught me that they would rather me be on the football field more than anywhere else because they get to help out on the sidelines and be part of the guys. So (laughs) (laughs) that, um, and, um, their support they've, they've, they've taught me, you know, I can still do as a mom, anything that I want because they know it makes me happy and they're going to be supportive of it. And if they're not happy with it, which there was, I think 2017, I think I took that season off because they said, mom, we, we really want to hang out with you more. And we don't get to do that as much on football. So I coached football for them instead. Um, Not highly recommended uh, (laughs) because (laughs) the more, you know, the more, you know, and the more you expect. But it was a fun time that I got to coach youth football and they did a season that actually I coached youth football for a while. But I was able to get different perspectives from them, like from a child's eyes, how they develop and how they learn things and carry that on with myself and carry it on to the field with my rookies that join the team and then carry it into coaching uh, George Mason. And with coaching and your career and your family, what do you do to help your own mental health? Well, I was playing football to help my mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you can, when you can get on the football field and you're frustrated and you're angry, you want to, you give that much more energy to like the drills. Um, But so as far as mental health go is I have to take moments um, because you know, my life, I, it was easier to deal with things when I was busier, yes. which is crazy. Um, but I think a lot of people can attest to that, that when you're going and going and going and you're on a, on a cycle and you're used to things kind of happening hand over fist over and over and over again, um, your brain doesn't have time to stop, to think about the negatives or think about anything that's overwhelming because you're like, I can't. I can't do that right now. I've got to keep going. Um, So now what I do is I went to this uh, seminar for leadership out in Boulder Crest, uh, or it's called Boulder Crest out in Bluemont, Virginia. Um, And it teaches you how to struggle well. And it was originally created for first responders or military veterans. Um, that's its basis of his creation to teach them how to for uh, post-traumatic stress growth. And it doesn't mean that your trauma has to be huge. It's a life and a human thing that you feel like, how do I get through dealing with all this? Um, I'm not going to say that ending football was traumatic, but it, there is a ripping apart of a piece of me that's happened. And so now I'm trying to, I'm leaning in. I do, I do go to therapy myself. I, I do have those things to help redirect my focus. Um, as you can see, like usually I, my hair is super curly and, or in a bun or in a ponytail. So I'm, I'm, I'm redirecting my energy instead of it being on the football field. I go to the gym, um, as much as I can, which is typically three days a week, uh, 
unless the schedule gets busy, I'll, I started running, which anybody that knows me knows the only time that I would run is if a coach directed me to, and I had to off the field time or on the football field, there was nothing right. in my body that would said, let's go for a run. Um, so my boss and I, who my boss is absolutely amazing. Um, we do a city run on Fridays uh, and it's about 2.6 miles. I think we're, we were creeping up to going on a three mile run because she's a retired Marine officer. And so she, she's used to that run. Um, <clears throat> but we started it because we believe that if you don't take care of yourself first thing in the morning, then you can't be ready to take care of anybody else. And it sets the tone for your day for you to be successful because you've completed something like you defeated yourself, like you pushed yeah. yourself past the next thing. Um, so staying physically active, um, spending time with the family. Oh my goodness. I have my nights, uh, some of my weekends back, uh, work does kind of take over for, for some bit of it. Um, but I'm able to spend a little bit more family time and actually have time for myself to breathe. I'll go get my nails done, do some girly things like that. Go get my eyebrows done, go have drinks with friends. Um, but I have more time to decompress. And it doesn't mean that life isn't still happening and things aren't still um, going crazy for me. Right. Um, I'm just trying to figure out a new space without football. And it's tough. So right now it's the gym. Um, and the gym and running. <laughs> so if I can't hit anything, I might as well look strong. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about your career? Um, my career is absolutely amazing. Um, I started working for concierge on call in August after I got married and I was brought on by an amazing entrepreneur, businesswoman, firecracker. Like she's just all steam ahead. Um, and it's a job that is very fulfilling, not only just for myself as an individual, but as growing and helping other people. Um, so what I do is I'm an executive, virtual and executive assistant for uh, general officers, um, and one corporate CEO at this point, uh, our job is to strategically get them from point A to point B in anything that they do, whether they're on a virtual call, they have an in-person meeting, they have to travel to East Asia or wherever. I sit down and I go through all of that. I have multiple systems that I use. Um, we also do a lot of networking, um, a lot of networking events for, uh, of course, veteran um, uh, events. We went to the, oh, shoot. I just forgot the name of it. Um, but we went to a the Valor, American Valor Awards uh, that they, they released on, um, it was televised. Rob Riggle. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, yeah I can. For whatever reason, I can't get the yeah, the words out. Words are hard. Um, so we went we we we've gone to several um, veteran um, galas. Uh, we 
Also, she we have this event every first Thursday of the month called Cheers um, that my boss puts on. And it's about networking and women empowerment and in this industry, how we all have to help each other. Not to say that um, it's not needed across the board between men and women, but this is like specifically like, all right, who do you know that I need to know so I can help myself and then help the next person? So it's kind of like paying it forward. Um, and then we bring in people that are experts, experts in something, or somebody might be that expert. Uh, what else do we do? We, we give people the, the, well, she brings people on as clients to teach general officers from the military, um, how to show their worth to other people, how to build their own business, how to get themselves started. And then she throws in. Hey, an executive assistant, I'm going to show you how you can continue to manage your life and still enjoy retirement and still do all the things that you want to do without feeling like you're actually working for yourself, but you are. Um, And building up their confidence in who they are, because you got to think about it. These people spent 20 to 15 years being told where to go, when to go, uh, what to wear, how to show up. And all of it was done for them. They just woke up in the morning and got dressed. So then they retire and what? Those people aren't there for them anymore. They've got to navigate those same things all by themselves. And it's not saying that they're not capable of doing it, but we help them figure out a good battle rhythm to get them beyond wanting to be a GS employee and and, and pretty much work for themselves. So where do you want to see yourself, say, in the next three to five years? I want to see myself probably on the Maldives on an overwater bungalow <laughs> with some type of beverage in my hand watching the sunset. That's where I see myself. Um, and then just looking at my account, doing all the things for me. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I would I would love to be in a position where I could continue to coach. I don't, because of where my career is going right now, I know that um, had I not jumped on this opportunity, I'd probably be looking at going into the NFL and wanting to coach in the NFL. Um, but I know how convoluted that gets. I know there's just a lot more, um, time away from time away from my family that I'm not willing to sacrifice to that extent. And I had to come to that, to that realization, um, that it is a it's a beautiful beautiful dream to go after and it would be wonderful but um where i want my family to be and where i want to be i i i had to say you know what let me go to this other dream let me do this on the business side um and be able to at least coach uh college football uh george mason has me as long as they want me yeah. um, so they they they're stuck with me to be honest um and I want to just, I want to see growth. And even if the divas decide to call me and say, Hey, do you want to coach? I'd have to look at that and say, okay, with that rigorous schedule, it's almost as if I'd be playing because I'd be dedicating that same time. Um, but what does that look like? You know, how does it work into my world? And um, like I said, I've got the 16 year old, he's about to graduate in two years, which it wow. makes me cringe thinking <laughs> about that. Um, 
And then my middle son, he's 13. He's looking at, he wants to be an engineer or an architect. So I'm, I want to help, I want to make sure I'm available to help provide him the guidance he needs. And then we dove all the way down to our baby girl, Delilah, who's turning four in February. And you, I look at that and I'm like, she needs my time as well. So um, coaching at George Mason is a short uh, time frame, but it still provides me the ability to stay true to who I am. And I don't lose part of me because I'm not just a woman that is working in a career and I'm not just a mom. I'm also Christiana Floyd. I also am a football player at heart and that's just part of me and I don't ever want to let that go. So, um, hopefully with the business, we have, moved on to greener pastures, bigger office space, more clientele, more more employees in the office and kicking doors down and you'll be able to see our face on like LinkedIn as MCs to events and um whatnot. Uh so yeah, that's that's pretty much where, you know, where I want to be. I want to still be coaching. I want to still have my career. I want the world for myself and my family is is where it is.